Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. My name is Jeff Cavanaugh. I have to say of 97-1, the freak now that I have a job. He is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Together, we welcome you into the best Cowboys regular season win since I don't know when. Yeah. I mean, 40-3 to against an 8-1 and team, and I am a believer in analytics, and we could break down how that 8-1 and may be not the best eight and one team ever, but uh boy, you go on the road against a team that is eight and one and you win by 37. That ain't bad, Jesse. No, the, uh, the only other larger margin than that was I was a part of that team. We beat the Buffalo bills at home. We beat the dog piss out of them. At home. Ooh, we beat the dog. This is way before Josh Allen and all those other guys. We beat the dog piss out of them at home. And this is that, that is the largest road win uh, by margin in the Cowboy history. And I just so the biggest thing, uh, well, I mean, hell, there's 15 biggest things, but one of the things that jumped out was holy crap, that Cowboys pass rush that a week ago, I guess, mostly because you didn't jump out to a big lead on them and you couldn't really unleash them. That pass rush was unreal. It starts with Micah, never put him at linebacker again. It starts with Micah, <laughs> but boy, when you were able to jump out on them. And they knew they had to score points to keep up. That was feast time. And that was awesome. You know what? The thing that I enjoyed the most, we've we've been a part of this and covering this team. You've been a lifelong fan of the Cowboys. I've been a fan and a player since 2009. Um, but the thing that I love the most is, especially defensively, we've heard players from this defense do a lot of talking. A lot of joying, a lot of we we gonna do this and we gonna do this and that and get in the game and get worked. But oh, they drafted two years ago this kid from Penn State, and when this mofo starts saying stuff, it comes to fruition. And Micah said all week long, this will be rectified. We will we will play pissed. We will play any and. He, and, and the thing I loved about it most was when he said we, he really meant, no, I'll take care of it. I'll set the tone. Three plays in. Three plays in. Three plays in. Strip sack fumble. And the tone was set. And I, it made me, my nipples, my nipples are getting hard now. Okay, it Jesse. Me, it's always inappropriate with you. I was football horny because I was like, it's been a while since we've had someone, especially defensively, that not only talked the talk, but boy, they walked the walk with a big old stick. And that 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 has been that has been truly something that has made me excited about this defense again. Yeah, and I mean it's Micah. Like you can talk about other players, but like it's Micah. And my favorite thing that he said from last week was I don't even know the context of it, but I just saw the quote where it was like talking about how bad he wants to win. And he's like, and I want other people to want to win that much too. We're like, this is a dude in his second year, but he knows exactly how good he is and that everybody better match me if we're going to be where we want to go. Like he ain't afraid to lead and talk about anybody 
you didn't even have to say any names or say anything. It's just, I just want people who are like me because everybody around him knows what he is and who he is. And they're also probably all thinking, well, I would love to be you too. Right. Uh, but I didn't get that. Annabelle <laughs> in the super chat, Jeff, the Cowboys made me very happy yesterday. You're my hero. Thank you, Annabelle. Formula, best win in a long, long time. AB was so much better than KJ. I won't talk crap about him anymore. KJ just was a little better in run <laughs> game though. Um, yeah, and they didn't really like the only guy that I think is totally worth talking about in the secondary is Trayvon Diggs because it is a theme now that people don't want to throw at him. And he was, he wasn't following Justin Jefferson the whole game, but there were times where he followed Justin Jefferson. And for a guy who's averaging 117 yards a game to end up with 30, whatever, uh, in, in a game where they had to start throwing, but it was just the perfect storm of the Cowboys. The pass rush was unstoppable. Cousins is the right guy to have under siege because you want to talk about somebody who's ready to fold up the tent. Uh, but, like, it all just came together to where, you know, Jesse's best receiver in the NFL really didn't have a chance. Really didn't have a chance. And to Dan Quinn, Dan's Quinn's credit, I love the way he did that. I like Because even there were times when Trayvon Diggs – were on the same side as Justin Jefferson, but was in zone. So it was like, I'm going to give you the illusion of that we're following, shadowing, starring, man-to-man coverage. Oh, Kirk Cousins, when you snap the ball, though, we're actually in zone. And that did a number on Kirk Cousins, and it gave that pass rush up front an opportunity to get after Kirk Cousins because what he saw pre-snap wasn't what he saw post-snap. And it took him just an extra second to read through the junk to figure out what was actually happening. And he was off kilter the entire game. And those boys up front smelled blood in the water and the hammerheads and the great whites and all the aggressive sharks were just hunting. And I loved every bit of it. And you saw, like you visibly saw a human fold up his tent and take his ball and go home. Like, Kirk Cousins wanted no more to do with that football game. None. Like, he kept coming out there because he's obligated to come out there until the coach said he, he, he can't go out there anymore. But you can tell, like, he wanted no – and then when his left tackle went out, he was like, dude, hey, 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 uh-uh, don't, don't call no more passing plays. He wanted zero to do with that pass rush after about a quarter and a half. And it was great. Like, it was mostly over – at 23 to three, like I'm not a big believer in a game being over at halftime, almost no matter what the score is, but just everything about the way that played out, I felt like it was over at half. I was like, that team's not coming back to life. And then it was all the way over two minutes or three minutes into the third quarter when you on third and 14 can do no wrong and you're dropping a dime to Pollard. And now it's 30 to three. And it's like, all right, sweet. This is going to be the least stressful day I've ever had at the office. Uh, we're just going to enjoy this one. Trigger man chance. We move on from Zeke for Pollard next year. Why you Zeke hater? Are you a Zeke hater? Uh, I don't even want to answer that. People get mad at me. Uh, they should. Yeah, they should. You. He asked you. He asked you the question, Jeffrey. They should post June 1 Zeke, save $10 million, turn around and give that $10 million to Tony Pollard. And this is from a guy who doesn't like paying running backs. I think that there is a decent chance that Tony Pollard is one of the three best running backs in the league. The only thing he doesn't have is the volume. He's just never had as many carries as other guys. But year in and year out, when you look for, okay, Jeff doesn't want to pay running backs. Why? 
because I can replace 90% of your production with a guy who makes nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what could make you unique enough that I would want to pay you? And the answer is be Nick Chubb, be Jonathan Taylor, be the guys that average about five yards of pop instead of four or four and a half. And they do it because they consistently rank really well in the metrics that try to eliminate the offensive line. How many people do you make missed tackles? How many do you break? What's your yards after contact? And for his entire career, Tony Pollard is right there with Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. And it's just that he hasn't gotten the ball a bunch. If you promise me that the running back that I'm paying is legitimately unique-ish, better than everybody else, yeah, I can pay Tony Pollard. Yeah, it's yeah. just like 5% of my salary cap. That's fine. I can do that. But I can't have them both. I can't have you know, them both. I think, I, think, I think Tony Pollard, in addition to all of his numbers being, you know, up at the top, he is the kind of new wave of, of what the running back is becoming. Like, Derrick Henry is an anomaly, right? Like, he, like he is an anomaly. They're, they're, they, aren't, they aren't making him six foot three, 240 pounds, 50 pounds that can run a four or five and run away from in DB. They're just not making guys like that anymore. You're seeing more of the scatty type, right? Or what do they call them? The web, ba web backs? Uh, Tony and I are offended by everybody pretending he's tiny. He's 215 pounds. He's an adult, damn it. No, he, he is an adult. But again, he, he has a very slender build. Uh, he wears his 215 very well in, in a slender type of capacity. Um, very wide receiver-ish. Uh, doesn't look thick. You know, you know, thick. You know, a good thick. Thick. Like yeah, he's a, a standard proportion man. He's not squat bodied like a lot of running backs. But even like Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb, they like they got big thighs and big butts and big hips and you know they're thick. Uh, and, and for Tony Pollard, man, he's able to do a lot of what you want to do. And I've never been one who been like, oh, he has to pass block and all that kind of. To me, I don't really care. If you want somebody to pass block, put a tight end back there, put another lineman in there, whatever, or call better protection, whatever, whatever, whatever it is you want to call. I'm, I'm put like, the running back in a route. Let the quarterback sort it out. Right. And, and so and Tony Pollard gives you that ability to not only run in between the tackles, but also run outside the tackles. Oh, and by the way, you saw it, which we've been waiting for for years. Hey, put the guy in a couple couple, couple, couple routes. And, and they put one in and, and he streaked down the field. And you can tell, you can, I can tell, I don't know if everybody can tell, but you can tell just by the way he caught the ball, he's very comfortable catching the football. Like, it wasn't like one of those, I got to turn my body, jump up, and really catch it. It was like, oh, no, in stride, over the shoulder, lay fluffy into my hands, and I don't break stride. Like, that is, to me, I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, he's he's very comfortable. He's very, very comfortable catching the football like a receiver. It was, it was, it was welcoming the way he caught the football. It wasn't like I see some of our receivers fight the football, and it's like a battle to get the football in. Tony Pollard was, was smooth with it. So I'm getting pushback on saying that he might be a top three running back, which I'll address in a second. But first, you guys got to know that this show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, where you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends. It's at Bet Online, betonline.ag. Uh, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Believe in something the way I believe in Tony Pollard. The fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events. Should have betted on the Cowboys. What are you doing? It's too late now. You just had to bet on them against the Giants. It's bet online where the game starts. Okay, so here's the thing. Is, I don't know. I'm not, 
real comfortable, Jesse, with telling people about how smart I am sometimes. But I told everybody Nick Chubb was the best running back in football two years before you believed me because he already was. But people hold like draft stock with people forever. Mm -hmm. The only reason there is a Zeke and Pollard conversation is because one was picked in the top five and was a star at Ohio State, and one came from Memphis and was a mid-round pick that was a wide receiver slash running back. The only thing stopping Tony Pollard from being considered by everyone a top three to five running back is that he's only had a few chances to start. And in every game that he did that, he played exactly like the guys you're saying I better not compare him to. It doesn't matter how many times you give it to him. Five a pop. You throw it to him, breaking tackles, making plays. Like, sure, you can guess that, oh, well, if you gave him more carries and more opportunities to catch the ball, that those numbers wouldn't stay the same. They have every time he started. Every time. So, I mean, I get it that it seems weird because we get used to all the names of all the guys that are considered the top backs, but Pollard does what the top backs does and does better than most of them. He just gets 60% of their carries. So if you're convinced that he would magically suck with a couple more carries, that's fine, but you're guessing, not me. (laughs) You're the one guessing. Oh, Tony Pollard can't play more than 30 snaps a game until every time he does, snaps 30 through 70 or even better than snaps 1 through 30. Stop protecting someone else by taking shots at the dude that you should be worried about keeping around. Cowboys. El Matic, did you see Turpin drop that shoulder yesterday? What'd he do? I don't remember that. Sorry. Oh, on the punter? Look at Jason. He's not the featured back. When he is, when he is, he goes for seven yards of carry and then six yards of carry and 150 yards and 120 yards. What are we doing? What are we doing? And get stuffed at the goal line. We need them both. I don't look, if you need $15 million to have a running back be big, it's in about Zeke. It's in about Zeke. Sorry that Pollard didn't score on two carries at the goal line when he did the week before, and he does more often than most running backs in football when he has the opportunities. But for two plays, he didn't, and then Zeke did for one. And the, the the quest to elevate the guy just because you've loved him for a long time instead of acknowledging better football player is wild ass, and we're not going to do it. They won by 37. You know why they won by 37? Tony F. and Pollard. You know who had the second most skill position yards for the Cowboys in that game? CeeDee with 45. Pollard had 190. He had more than four times the yards anybody else on the squad had, and people still want to talk to me about a yard. Go off, Jeff. I love it. Go off. Go off. Go. Jason, I'm just arguing with one person on Facebook who's a really nice guy, but he's way off on this. You're only going to surprise guys for so long. It's been four effing years! And he has the highest yards per carry in NFL history. Yes, they're surprised. Who's Tony Pollard? I don't know. What does he do? He gets 5.3 every time he touches the rock. Oh, what's his other other running back getting? 2.8. Oh, we better worry about 21. 20 sucks. They all know who he is. He's a monster. And to your point, when you look at the game last night, they both had 15 carries. One was 2.3 per carry. The other was 5.8 a carry. And they had the same exact carries, 15 apiece. They both had the same amount of carries. And one guy did a hell of a whole lot more with his carries. And one guy really, I, I would say, opened the game up. When they got that second possession, they went 10 plays, 
75 yards and a touchdown. Yes, Zeke got the touchdown, but 75 of that, 43 of that 75 yards, all belong to Tony Pollard. He did it by himself. He broke tackles. He he he, he spent out of a tackle. He inside outside. He did everything for you in that 10 play drive down the field for a touchdown. Now, yeah, like you said, he got into the he got to the goal line and couldn't get it in. And Zeke came in and finished his chicken McNuggets. Got to finish your happy meal, young fella. Got to finish your happy meal. Don't let Big Bro come by and take your chicken McNuggets. And Zeke did took his chicken McNuggets. Got two of his chicken McNuggets uh, in the in, in the game. But Pollard said, you know what? It's all good. I'll get mine the other way because I'm so versatile. I'll catch two passes, not one, but two, and I'll get I'll, I'll take my happy meal to the house this time and finish my food. I should have had four touchdowns, but I'll take two and 190 total yards. But Anibal. back to you, Jeff. Please don't don't stop. You got no, I'm, uh, I I got it out. I got it all out. Uh, <laughs> Annabelle uh, in the super chat. Yeah, I'm also sick of these people as well, Jeff. Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm done with that. Uh, the bad part is that Zeke has to catch the strays because like Zeke is a useful NFL player. Uh, on the show today, it was I was uh, working on 97.1 The Freak. You get Jesse at DallasCowboys.com and everywhere else. Um, and I thought Mike Soroy made a really good point where he was like, you know, it kind of seems like Kamara and Mark Ingram back in the day where the plan wasn't for Alvin Kamara to be the guy. They had a couple of guys that were very different and they let it play out and they found out, oh my God, Kamara's a stud. He's the guy. Mark Ingram's a hammer and he'll get some carries, but that's the guy. And the Cowboys, I mean, Pollard outsnapped Zeke. Uh, was it 39 21 this week? But Zeke's coming off an injury. So I don't know if they're really going to do that. But for one week, they did. And I hope they keep doing it. And I don't mean for Zeke to catch strays. Like if you told me it's uh, first and goal from the one, I would prefer to hand it to Zeke. But if you tell me I'm on the 25 yard line and it's first and 10, it ain't close. If you tell me it's third and one and I'm on the 40, it ain't close because Pollard might break that for 50 and Zeke's going to get me two. Um, so it's cool. Like I, I don't mean for Zeke to catch strays. It's just, it's the absurdity of the Pollard you denial, which is just you in reaction to Zeke love. You, you hate Zeke. Just admit it. Just admit it. You hate Zeke. I actually, the thing is, is that I like Zeke. I think you, watching you're, the his, hater. you're the hater. You're the hater. I think watching Zeke's whole career, I think he seems, I think he now seems like a mature teammate that would have no problem and be super supportive of the coaches making the right decision. Like he seems like he's a more squared away dude, great teammate, uh, all that stuff. He's just not as good as Tony Pollard at running the football or catching the football or what you do with it after catching the football. And here's a question that I have for you, Jesse. Does Jerry Jones think Tony Pollard's better than Zeke at football? No, I don't think so either. But Jerry Jones, as you and I both know, is about that money. And that matters to Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is not going to allow you to take that, what is that, $14, 15000000 million dude and make him a prop on the sideline. He just isn't. He just, he just is not. He's going to tell those guys, get him in there, figure it out, get him some damn snaps. Because that's $15 million. <laughs> I've got bamboozing into paying him. Three years ago when I should have never done it, but he strong-armed me to do it because we thought that was the missing piece for that Romo run that ended up being not the missing piece for the Romo run because Romo's back and his body parts couldn't keep up for the run. And then Dak Prescott took over and Zeke was. He was doing what he was supposed to do early in that time until Dak became much better and became the franchise quarterback. So 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, but I know for a fact, I, I, Tony Pollard is a better football player. It, it doesn't take you, you don't have to have, you don't have to watch the tape. You don't have to be this football savant. You don't have to have all of this football knowledge crammed into your brain for you to sit there and rationally look at the football team and go, hmm, one guy even looks like he moves better than the other guy. One guy looks like he's much quicker, he's much fresher, he's much more elusive, all-around better player than the other guy. You don't have to have a ton of football knowledge to say that and see that. I promise you, you don't. Just literally turn on the game. Like, just turn it on. Don't do nothing else. Just turn it on and put on glasses if you need to. If your vision is bad, just put it on and let the situation play itself out. And it looks different. Like, it looks remarkably different than two when the two players are on the field. One guy, he he jump cuts and it's like he's moving a brick house <laughs> and he's trying to go forward. One guy jumps cut and it looks like if you if 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 you blinked, he's 25 yards down the field. So it, it's not it's not even a case of who's better. We all know who is better right now. But if you think for one second, one iota of a second, and it does not have to do with money, you're sadly mistaken yourself. And the only reason Zeke uh, is a part of the equation and getting snaps and being kind of forced back in that starting role, which I can care less about who starts the game, whoever finished the game is more important than me. But the reason why you keep hearing Jerry Jones say, we go as Zeke goes because his money, your, what's the famous quote is saying? Uh, uh, I can tell where your heart lies, but where your money lies. I can tell where your heart's at. Your heart's where your, your heart is at. Your heart is always going to be where your money is at. And that's why you, you keep hearing Jerry Jones say, we go at Zico, we go at Zico. No, you don't. We know that and you know that. Boy, your heart is with that paycheck. And you know you got $15 million tied up with number 21. And so you'll continue to say that because you have to say that to make it look good on that contract that you probably should never gave Zico years ago. Well, I hope they keep the split the way that it was in that game. By the way, you gave the yards per carry, then they had the same carries in this game, and Pollard, it doesn't matter. I gained it by a bunch. On the season, Zeke has six more carries than Tony Pollard. Pollard has 216 more rushing yards. So it's literally two full yards per carry from 3.9. I'm sorry. Yes, 3.9 to 5.9 is the difference. Now, we can move on past that. I don't ever mean to get bogged down in that crap, and I take the bait in the chat. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Tony Pollard is very good. Everyone knows that, and he should get the ball. Everyone knows that. Uh, but the Cowboys won by 37 against the Vikings, and Dak Prescott was effing dealing too. And when you put that game out there on tape, that might be the best game an NFC team has played this year. And it does, it's so wild how it's a week to week league where after last week's game, I'm like, oh, with this receiving core, I don't know if you can, uh, if you can't just stop the run, I don't know if you can. And then that one happens and you're like, I don't know if anybody in the NFC can beat this team. <laughs> like, like, who are you scared of in the NFC with what you just put out there? If you can be anything like that team, you're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles when you see them. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how often they can be that team but they shouldn't be scared of anybody in the NFC. And and that's been, I mean, that, that's been the longing thing about the Cowboys. You see a performance like that and you go, that's some, that's some bad SOBs right there. And, and I, I'm, I agree with you. If they're playing like that, 
there's not a team in the NFC that can that can stay with them. But we've seen this happen before. Then they play the Packers. <laughs> and right, and it's like, okay, which one like it I said on the show today, I said the, the Cowboys have like outhouse and penthouse type of performances. It's like you you you'll have a penthouse performance and then you're like there is no in between for them. It's like all or nothing. And that's the that's the hard part of saying, can Kellen Moore get in his bag like that another game when it matters again against a good team? Can you get in your bag like that again? Like, can you find the heart, you coward, to get in your bag like that again? Can Dak be as good as that, like that clean and confident and just in charge? Can Tony, can can the defense, can everything, can Brett Maher kick three 50-plus yard field goals and two 60-yard field goals in a game again? Ring of honor. Put him in the ring. Like, it's it's that type of stuff when you go, boy, that that gets you football horny. And I'll take that against anybody in the NFC. And I'll take my chances against Patrick Mahomes and and and, and his squad and that coach in the Super Bowl. And I, I will we'll, we'll, we'll let the chips fall where they may. But you got to bring that. You got to bring that level of uh, pissed offness, and you got to bring that level of focus and attention to detail. And no, you know, no, no real penalties held you down. You were seventy-eight percent on third down. You were 80% completion percentage. Like, I mean, that's oh, yeah, just do that. Like, just do that. Like, all year long, you've been in like the, the 30s and the, the low 20s and third down uh, percentage. You've trailed all year long in time of possession. You've you dialed up something in that game when you led the time of possession. You didn't have penalties, you didn't have turnovers. You 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 were again almost 80%. In third down conversion, 80% completion percentage. You had a perfect passer rating. Your running back ran for 80 yards and caught another 100 yards. Like everybody got a little bit of the sauce in there. That type of performance, even Dak tucked the ball away and ran away and ran a couple. Times. I mean, like if you give me that, I'm going to bet online right now. I'm going to bet online right now. From a code put, believe, B L E A V. Yeah, put believe, and I'm like, yo, bet the mortgage. Bet the mortgage. Careful now. And if you have a problem, there's a phone number for that. Uh, everybody. Because, uh, you know, um, I know that you will open up your door for me, but I don't like sleeping on couches. I just I just don't. I don't. I, I, oh, I got I, another bed. I got a guest bed. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got a palatial estate. Annabelle in the super chat. Only team I'm scared of in the NFC are the Cowboys. We just don't know which team is yeah. going to show up. <laughs> That's a great point. That's and great uh, point. one other question I wanted to get to, and I'll hit it quickly. I may do something more tomorrow or something. Uh, but the, uh, in the second half, if you live out of the market, you didn't get to see this cause they cut away from the Cowboy game. Cause it was such a blowout. <laughs> but if you were watching in the second half, you would have seen Tyler Smith playing left guard and Jason Peters playing left tackle. Get ready. Cause they are Ty when Tyron Smith is back, that'll be permanent because they'll know they got depth at left tackle and Tyler Smith will be the left guard. So get ready. Cause this Cowboys offensive line is going to get even better. You win 37-3 and your offensive line is going to get bad. Uh, we like that. All right, you happy, Jesse? You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine that you hate Zeke and you let everybody know. So No, yeah, I am. A, what was it? Booty Nasty on Twitch pointed out that you're a homer and I'm a hater. That's just the way it is. Yeah, Jesse is a big-time Cowboys homer and I am a massive hater. That is the way that it goes. Whoa, never thought you'd say that before, huh? But remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, including me. So you have to be very kind to me. 
Uh, <laughs> so be cool to everybody. I love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.